Hello and welcome in to the Desktop GM's Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Anthony Maldonado, joined as always by Mr. Commissioner Taylor Strick. How are you doing, sir? It's, uh, it's great to be here. Coming off a loss, but got some great news on the game Sunday, so uh, I'm happy. Yeah, and also joined, as always, by Mr. Brandon Murphy. How are you doing, sir? Doing all right this week. Happy to be here. That's good. Um, yeah, <laughs> one-third of our uh, podcast crew here had a decent fantasy week, so we'll dive right into that uh, here in a second. But uh, just a little a little uh, behind the scenes here. Taylor, I know you and I are super jacked because of what just happened today. Um, and this is not a baseball oh, podcast. Yes. But uh, living, living large right now. That, that um, felt like some classic uh, 2000, what, 2017 Astros. Yes, I, my dad called me right after, and I said, it's nothing like feeling shitty for eight and a half innings. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, you know, and I, and I was talking with Murph a little before the podcast. This, this week of football was kind of meh. You know, there were some decent matchups. There were some close games. But uh, for the most part, I think it was kind of a – Kind of a mad week, um, and that's going to bring us into uh, our best and worst things. Let's let's try to pick some of the best things out of this one, um, and I'll I'll start it off. Um, I I my best thing was the the Raiders Chiefs game, and really you could go with the the Ravens uh, Bengals game also. Just two actually good close primetime games. Uh, for the first time in a in a while, uh, at least two of the three primetime games were were close. Um, but the Raiders and the Chiefs game was great for fantasy. Uh, hint, hint, Cody. Um, <laughs> with uh, what like 500 total yards between the two teams, more than more than 500 total yards. A uh, 30 to 29 Chiefs over the Raiders. Yeah, I'm sorry. Almost sorry. 700 total yards. Um, 368 for the Chiefs, 378 for the Raiders. Um, and it was it was this was the type of game you want as a fantasy player, um, especially if you have the one player that catches all four of the touchdown passes from your fantasy tight end. Um, but these are the types of games that you really hope for, and not the duds like the Carolina-San Francisco game or the Texans and Jaguars game. but um, insert, insert any Broncos game. Or any, yeah, br- yeah, oh my. yeah. Or indie game, and they just so happen to play each other. Um, but yeah, mine was the, the two primetime games, really, and just actually having good football to watch at primetime. Um, Taylor, what was your, your best thing from week five? That's that's a good one, and yeah, Monday night game is pretty awesome. Um, I was originally going to talk about the Texans win because I mean we're Texas and yay, but we know that's short lived. So who really gives a shit? I see that as um, a bad thing. Yeah. Um, I want to tap into uh, the little gambling part of the sleeper app. Looks like so far it's just me and Matt that have tried it, which is pretty surprising. I figured Corbin of all people would be all over that. Um, but I won thirty bucks this week. Um, it's pretty cool. You basically, it's you do over under. Um, what I did is all in, and it was paid out like 
I guess six times. I did five, I got 30, but I had to get all three of my picks to go over or under. Um, but they do a lot of different games. They just pay like pay two to one. You just pick one and over under complex shit. Y'all know probably more about this than I do. Uh, but the app does some pretty cool stuff. I know two times now they've matched your deposit. So I put 20 bucks in a few weeks ago and I'm up to like 65. And then I did like 10 free dollars like two weeks ago. So if y'all want something a little more interesting, kind of keeps you more enticed on your bench or even the other games, it's actually pretty cool. Um, and pretty easy to do. You just do it on your matchup. There's like a little se separate dollar tab. If y'all are wondering what the hell that is, that's where you make your, your bets. So, just a little PSA. As if we didn't need another reason to watch football. Yeah, uh, it, it, hey, it's, it's definitely better. Yeah. All right, well, that's, uh, that's a pretty good one. Um, I think more of us will probably check that out. Uh, Murph, let's, let's roll into your best thing from week five. Yeah, I was having a little difficulty, if we're being honest, thinking of something that made me happy this weekend because even though my Ravens had a good game and won, it was I had to watch, you know, my quarterback have an efficient and non high scoring game and it cost me the fantasy matchup this week. But I just I I uh you know, the Saturday started with uh, Texas whooping OU forty nine to nothing, and that was uh, that was enjoyable. I did it. I, I enjoyed that thoroughly. But yeah, my Longhorn fandom just kind of carried on into the weekend with uh, Justin Tucker just continuing to be the man amongst you know uh, amongst boys as a kicker. Kit uh, hits another game winner, forty six yarder. No big deal. I mean, before that, to you know, to t to give the lead, like no big deal. Fifty-eight yarder, right down the middle again. But a uh, little un unsung, uh, former Longhorn kicker, uh, filling in for Jake Elliott, I believe, the uh, Philly kicker, um, Dicker the kicker, Dicker the kicker, uh, came came out and uh, kicked, I believe. Didn't miss any of his extra, his three extra points. Kicked two field goals, including a including a game winner um, to put the Eagles ahead at the one thirty mark. So I just uh, I guess Texas is kicker U now. You know we went from being DBU and actually having a place in major college football to now we put out the best kickers in the NFL. I guess you got to get in where you fit in. So that made me uh, made me happy on a gray Sunday. So had to throw that in there. There you go. Horns up, I think, is what they say. And uh, my brother will kill me for saying that, but I don't really care. Um, Anthony, I take some notes on up. picking up kickers. Yeah, apparently just look for UT kickers and put them in. I should have, as soon as I saw that he was going to start, I should have grabbed Dicker the kicker. Because there is no better name for a kicker than Dicker. <laughs> I said that since I saw him playing at UT. Um, but let's roll into our worst things about Week Five. Um, Taylor, why don't you kick us off with your worst thing from Week Five? So you were talking about some good primetime games. Actually, I'm going to bash on another primetime Broncos game. Um, playing like shit, they are borderline unwatchable. Uh, their Thursday night game had a total of seven field goals, no touchdowns. 
and you hear that maybe you think defensive slugfest which is kind of cool but no it's just garbage play but that is their third primetime game in five weeks and guess who's playing primetime on Monday I was going to say, they have another yeah, one. <laughs> exactly. So it makes me wonder if uh, the NFL misjudged this whole uh, Wilson trade as much as fantasy everybody footballs did. and everybody else in the world. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that's it. Just Broncos suck. But not only that, the, the, the Broncos and the, the Colts, I mean, just that game made me want to pull my teeth out because at least then I would feel something. <laughs> like that game was so bad. Uh, yeah, not a not a good primetime slate. Um, and yeah, the Broncos get another one next week, so we'll see. Maybe it'll be better. Um, Murph, why don't you take, or why don't we hear about your worst thing from Week Five? Well, I mean, I think it's kind of the. It was it was definitely two of the higher profile storylines with it being a a weekend short on storylines. I think the roughing the passer penalties. The one oh, against shit, yeah. Brady Jarrett on Tom Brady, and then um, you know for laying him down on the ground, and then um, you know the one last night where uh, I can't Chris Jones is going. I mean. He's, he's starting out set, trying to sack uh, Derek Carr, but he's going for the ball and jars the ball loose. The guy sees it, dives over the quarterback to the ball, and, yeah, he came down his full body weight, comes down on Derek Carr, but he's not even – Derek Carr's not even part of the play anymore, and he gets called for the roughing the passer, and I believe the referee came out and said it was, you know, due to him full body weight going on the quarterback, which is a – you know, I mean, that – to the letter of the law, that's right. But I, I think um, Chris Jones came out after and said it best. He said it's kind of getting ridiculous that these high leverage plays can't be reviewed in the booth. I think um, they're worried about the subjectiveness and you know everything getting reviewed. But I, I really just think I, I, I think that it has to be like 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 he said that such a high leverage play. It just has to be reviewed and I think it's less subjective than the pass interference so I mean maybe it's I think there's more easily defined rules when it comes to the roughing the passer stuff so I, I think it'd be worth it if that that's, was you know something that can be reviewed yeah that was going to be my argument against it was just the subjective nature of it and everyone's I, I, you know it comes down to someone's opinion basically on whether or not it's roughing the passer and and it's the NFL and now you know present day NFL quarterbacks are going to get the benefit of the doubt almost every time. Um, I mean it's it's it, I, I'm going back to what my dad has said for years. He said just put a skirt on them, you know, <laughs> just just make them play with flags because this is kind of what, what it's evolving into. And you know, selfishly. With those kind of roughing the passer calls and the defense thinking twice about it, you get more production from quarterbacks, so you get more fantasy points. But for the sport of football, it's awful. It's terrible, and it just—it's gonna—it could potentially ruin the sport, or it could cause something to change the sport so much that we don't recognize it anymore. So, I mean, I—I I think something needs to be done. I think this was definitely. Um, all do because of of 
Tua in his concussion, and the refs kind of they're going to call anything just because of, of that one injury, so that makes them look better. Um, but yeah, that that was that was some bad football calls this weekend. Yeah, like that that second one. I know the ball was coming out, but even watching it, if he wasn't fumbling, it wasn't even like it was a bad hit. It shouldn't have been a call regardless. No. Yeah. Yeah. I, bad stuff. I don't well, think there was anything uncalled for in the play, and that, and that's one thing I think that pretty subjectively can be reviewed. Like was. Was the intent of this play, it was there ill intent here? Was every effort made on the behalf of the defender to not, you know, to not, you know, force himself down onto the quarterback and, tr- and try to injure him or something? I think that's pretty clear. Yeah, it's also kind of funny that we only talk about this with the running backs or with the quarterbacks, but we don't talk about it when it comes. I mean, when you're trying to tackle a running back, you try to put your entire full force of your body into a running back or a wide receiver but when it comes to a running back or a quarterback it's a it's a penalty so i mean I, even the big quarterbacks think about yeah. cam or big ben like and josh i mean allen. Josh, but josh allen's starting to get him he's he i mean that that stuff i saw last week against the ravens when he was like getting up and doing the tom brady like where's yeah. my calls at i'm like dude you're you're a of machine dude you need to chill out with that right. like they need everything they can to take you down all right well let's let's move on to to my uh worst thing and uh we're we're five weeks into the fantasy you know football season i decided to pull up our draft board and i want to take a little look at our our first round picks and uh we've got some duds coming out on the first round um Obviously, there's some studs there, but out of the 12 first-round picks, six of them are not in the top 12 in their positions. Jonathan Taylor, Najee Harris, uh, Swift, Kamara, uh, Jones, and I think Dalvin Cook is 13th. So... The two, the two wide receivers taken in the first round are in the top three, but six of the nine or ten running backs taken are not even in the top 12 in their position. Yeah. Uh, What's interesting on that is two of them have just kind of came on because yes. Eckler was right there on that list. McCaffrey was right there on the list. They yes. finally started performing. Yes, and Henry, Henry, Henry and finally. Henry. Yeah, yeah, all three. Yeah, McCaffrey was the fifth best running back in the league, points based yep. before this week. McCaffrey's Last week been too. consistent. McCaffrey's been in the top ten. McCaffrey's been consistent. Do not put him on that list. Uh, I wasn't putting like, him on that list. But Eckler, through his Eckler points, it was 11, weeks. 12, and 11 in his first three. Yeah. So, yes, he was consistent, but he wasn't first pick. But that, that also kind of tells you about the running back position in fantasy overall. It's been pretty down. We yeah. haven't seen big performances until the past it's couple of weeks Nick with Chubb, Henry and Saquon Eckler. Barkley, yes. Josh Jacobs, and in the last two weeks, it's been Eckler. Yes. Yeah. And Henry. Yep. And Dalvin Cook this Dalvin last week. Dalvin Cook this week. Derrick Henry the last two weeks. Fournette this week. So there's there's bright spots. Yeah. But still, when you look at Aaron Jones, We're Alvin Kamara, DeAndre guys, Swift, though. Najee Harris, 
Dalvin Kamara Cook had a good game and this Jonathan week too. Taylor. Yeah, they they did, but they, it still wasn't enough to put them into the top twelve in their position. So no, no. yeah, um, really disappointing. That's start what I'm saying. For, for that consistency that started that that guys like CMC, Josh Jacobs, Nick Chubb started the season with. Uh, those are like, I mean that they they were still showing they were blue chippers because all the running backs were struggling there then too. Yes. Yes, and um, but that, that's just kind of what I went back and looked at. Um, noticed the the duds that are piling up, mainly at running back. Wide receivers and tight ends were probably the way to go. Um, so Cody taking Kelsey in the, the first pick of the second round, Taylor taking Andrews, those picks are, are paying off. That's, well, that's the only two tight ends. Justin, Justin Jefferson, uh, Cooper Cup, the, the big wide receivers are actually paying off also. So uh, maybe a new trend coming in the next couple of years for fantasy. Um, you never know. It always, always It's know. circular, though, so the running backs will always come back around. I still think that unicorn of having that running back that puts up 18 to 30 points every week is – Awful enticing. Well, that's a great segue into our matchup <laughs> recaps. I'm going to turn it over to Mr. Taylor, and he's going to tell us about our first recap. Hmm. This was a good one. Our 3-1 uh, and one Copper Troopers versus 3-1 Murphy's Law. And then correct me, it was number two Murph versus what, number six? Seven. 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 And oh, for the record, this was not a good one, but continue. Oh, yeah, I'll get there. Yeah, so this was surprisingly a bad game. That was my next sentence. Um, I wanted both of you to lose, but one of you did, so we'll take what we can get. Um, what we all expected to be a high-scoring affair ended up being a bust. Um, Anthony, your team did decent with a total of 108, and Murph, your team shit the bed with 77. Salt my, in the wound here. My streak of uh, My streak of teams playing their absolute worst against me continues. So yeah. my next opponent uh, better watch out. Yeah, I think you and Corbin have by far the fewest points against. Yeah, my next um, opponent is you, Ding Dong. Oh, not touche. Oh, yeah, we get to that. Uh, Murph, salt in your wound, man. This was the biggest, biggest drop. Five spots from second down to seventh as a result for this one. Um, breaking down Anthony's shiny new toys. McCaffrey and Williams went for a combined 40 up as usual gets us 20 um, yeah and that was without Sanders Sanders played decent not really but eight um, Murph had Waller go out in the first half for a total of zero and went out in the first three hate. plays for shit <laughs> Can it, and then Harris then bust again with them. five my kicker got my kicker got hurt and had to switch him out and oh yeah I get I get on that in the waivers yeah, yeah, that worked. You did, you did yeah. good with that pickup. Hey, but yeah. but I have to point out. So Murph Please. played, or, or Murph pulled the most rookie move of fantasy players. He put it a is Thursday by far night, not the most rookie move. It is, and it was a move. it. No, I he just played, like, Corbin admitted it was his game. fault on this one. He put a Thursday night player in his flex position. Oh, Murph. And it completely, I think it screwed you. I mean, honestly, Sleeper actually, it didn't, it didn't because you yeah, got more points. Yeah, it didn't do anything Jones. at all. But at first, it looked like it did simply because 
you could have put in cool Herbert. So I lost, <laughs> and I had shitty luck. And you're gonna now you're gonna talk about something that doesn't even matter. <laughs> cool. Why don't you be quiet and let Taylor continue? Thanks. <laughs> well, but my my last point doesn't really make it better. But your late pickup of Zay Jones got under three points against the Texans, and that's yeah. why you lost. Now I'm done. Go ahead, Murph. I'll let you. I'll let you finish. Oh well, hang on. Let me finish the predictions. Um, oh, yeah, we all we all chose Anthony. So, well done. Um, yeah, just break up. Anthony moved up three spots to fourth, the lowest seed of the four and one teams. Now I'm done. Yeah, Anthony's team crazy underperformed, and yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough getting that one back. Should have had that one. All right. Well, we're going to move on. I don't have anything else to say about that. Um, Foot Buckerson. As you should. Took down the Strictator. 157 to 124. This was by no means a bad performance by Taylor. Uh, getting great games again. Number one type running back games from Austin Eckler. A good game from Marquise Brown. Uh Mark Andrews going off for 19 points. And the Bills' defense, again, in the double digits. Uh, but he had duds from Brandon Cooks, Adam Thielen, and Zeke getting under eight points. Um, and then he just ran into a bulldozer of Gabe Davis with a 98-yard touchdown pass on the like third play of the game or something. Yeah. I knew I lost this week at like 12.05 on Sunday. And it didn't help that he also had Stephon Diggs that put up 20 points. Uh, this is Corbin Cooks. I'm talking about. Um, Dalvin Cook, 25 points. Josh Jacobs, 27 points in the Monday night game. Um, Damian Pierce, 19 points. Um, Mar- Corbin put up the highest score of the week with 157.78 and that was with his tight end getting zero points. So absolutely dominant performance from Murph or from Corbin taking down Taylor. Uh, Taylor, I think you had the fourth highest points uh, for this week, and you just went up against a juggernaut. So bad luck. I think you won the award again for highest points in a loss. Yes. I think that's like three out of the five weeks, so congratulations. Um, looking at projections, Murph, you took Taylor, and Taylor and I both took Corbin. So a little bit of solace for you there, Taylor. Um, so we got that right. Murph got that one wrong. You guys got anything else on this one? I just wanted to add that uh, Cor- Corbin was saying, he was like, it's nice to not have to worry about, you know, it's nice for fantasy to be – over for the day and not have to worry about it later in the day and he uh he was enjoying the emotional predicament that having him having damian pierce was probably putting you in so he was he was really thrilled with that he was like i love this even more because i know taylor he's he wants to be happy about what, what damian pierce is doing but he's playing him in fantasy so i got to see that firsthand and it was it was rather enjoyable but yeah what a hell of a game Yep. All right, well, let's move on to our next matchup. 
Uh, Murph, why don't you take this one? Henson's Carpet Stains versus Allen's Little Beauties. Yeah. Um, another good game. I mean, Britt, you know, jumped out. I mean, when Allen's Allen started out the way he does, ripping off 36. You know, Britt thinks. I mean, I mean, it started out pretty well for him, but uh, Henson had had some stars and some unexpecteds pull through. I mean, Justin Tucker, the legend, right, continues to just roll along. Like, uh, um, then I mean, Denver's defense set him up for success early on Thursday, but uh, you know, Britt, San Francisco played them to a draw basically. Um. David Montgomery looked good in the looked good in the comeback. DK Metcalf didn't have to use the bathroom this week. Um, AJ Brown, yeah, yeah, and uh, you know Travis Etienne, thirteen points on his bench looks good. That's a good you know something to take away from the win. You know didn't even need him. Russell Wilson, eleven points and still able to pull it out. I mean Henson Stars just coming through here. No, and uh, Britt just didn't have it. His stars just didn't do enough, and the scrubs were kind of a uh, really scrubs. Yeah, Britt put up the best lineup that he could, um, but with duds from both his running back spots and one of his wide receiver spots, it's just uh, tough to overcome when when Henson's putting up such a good game. Yeah. It was. I don't know. I thought it was. It looked. It looked like it was going to come down to the wire there at the there there for a long time. But Jensen just pulled away, and that was all she wrote. With Justin Tucker doing what he did. Yep. And all three of us picked Henson to win, so uh, we didn't really have any faith in Britt anyway. <laughs> all right, let's move on to the next matchup. Taylor, you got the Gastro Disastro, and. Uh, Owen Forking kidding me, but it's a yeah. different name now. Yep, yeah, we got a big game here. We had the uh, one and three Dan's Gastro Disastro taking down Drew B's Owen Four. Owen Forking kidding me, that's redundant. 104 to 76. Um, little Dan pulled out the win as predicted by myself and you, Mr. Anthony. And uh, he can thank his running backs for scoring almost, yeah, almost half of his points on the week. Um, Fournette racking up 31 points on 10 catches, and then uh, Stevenson for New England putting up almost 20. So that was most of his offense right there. Um, Hawkinson, note on him, fell back down to earth from 36 points last week, back down to one. So a testament to tight ends this year. Um, Dan approved a two and three, and on the other side, oh, Drewby. Um, worst showing of the year based on points, 76. He had pretty much nobody perform. Um, Tom Brady, highest score at 19, and only other double digit points was Joku. I can't ever say that. Um, with 12. And Joku with 12. So everybody else in the single digits. St. Brown and Dobbins got him a combined 8. It's two of his best players. So Drew drops down to 0 and 5. Um, fun fact here in researching this, little Dan has improved his score every single week for five weeks. So, started at 
five, and he is up to 104. So maybe maybe it's a trend for little Dan, and he'll keep it going. But looking at his lineup, we'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll see about that one. Slash doubt. Love those stats. <laughs> uh, my favorite comment was when Drew said that, uh, don't forget, he only he, he put up uh, almost as many points as <laughs> the first place uh, Murphy's Law. Uh, like that was something he could take away, even though he scored yeah, the fewest amount of points this year and also lost. Um, but yeah, Drew, you hang on to those. Those he, small he was victories. he was reaching. He tried. <laughs> I was second place, and now I'm seventh, so it's not not that big of a thing. Drew. Yeah, it's yeah. it's not that bad. Um, speaking of uh, teams that suck, let's move into our next matchup: Breezed Up Def Guy taking down Chuck Nasty, one forty-one. Point three six to eighty point six eight. Um, it didn't matter what Charlie did; he wasn't going to beat this team. Uh, second highest score in the in the league this week. Um, Jalen Hurts vulturing all the touchdowns at the goal line again. Uh, Called that Brees, last week. Brees Hall having a his rook out or rookie breakout game. It looks like Nick Chubb doing Nick Chubb things. Uh, Brees Hall had two receptions for 100 yards, and he could have had, I think, two more touchdowns. I think he fell down at the one for each of those. He could have had a, a monstrous game. Um, Jalen Waddle, it's a tough situation in, in Miami when you're down to a third-string undrafted rookie uh, quarterback to throw him the ball. Michael Pittman um, not putting up a good game with Matt Ryan. Conklin putting up the zero, but it didn't matter. He got all his points from the Cowboys D, Nick Chubb, Brees Hall, and Jalen Hurts. And uh, Charlie had some bad luck. You know, Damian Harris had a great matchup against Detroit. Uh, ended up getting hurt pretty early in that game. Uh, Kamara finally came through with a big game. No touchdown, but a lot of yards. Uh, really heavily involved. Devontae Adams with a great game. Uh, almost 26 points, but uh, Higgins dropping a goose. Um, guess he was hurt again. Kittle having a below-average game. Kirk getting almost nothing. Uh, his team, you know, he, even if he would have put in Tyler Lockett, who put 25 points up on the bench, um, and Kareem Hunt in, who had 14 or 13, it wouldn't have mattered. Uh, Charlie was never going to beat. Josh. Um, and looking back at the predictions on this one, uh, Murph and Taylor both picked Josh to win this one, and I stupidly picked my brother, and uh, I will never do that again. Um, learned my lesson. So, uh, with that, let's move into our. Uh, hey, Taylor, can you turn your mic down or your volume down? It is super loud. Because well, uh, he had it muted. <laughs> yeah, well, I know that, but even when he came back, it was so loud. Uh, let's move into our last matchup. Uh, Murph, why don't you take hard R, uh, taking down the commissioner's pet. You got it. We had so much hope. So much we hope. All, we, all were, watching just, we were all on the Matt oh, train, all of us. Just poor Matt, you know. But, yeah. Jared Goff, six points, 
going up against Mahomes on Monday night, dropping a 30-burger. You know, Jeff Wilson, More? and he got a good showing from Justin Jefferson. Matt did, so it, it was show. It, it could have been good for him. Um, but unfortunately, you know, Jimmy had Kelsey and Mahomes, and Mahomes wanted to get Kelsey four touchdowns on Monday night. So, you know, that's hard when you get 60 from, from two guys. Um, and unfortunately, you know, like we've talked about every week, Matt's putting together, you know, he's got he's got duct tape holding the wheels on. So he just didn't have the, the firepower to score to score and beat, you know, 60 from Kelsey and Mahomes. But, um, yeah, really not a good showing on either side. This was the last game picked for a reason. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, yeah, the, the f- fifth highest scoring player was a kicker in the in the whole matchup. So that, that should tell you, according to Anthony, all you need to know about this matchup. Yeah, because kickers suck. Um but it, yeah, this Matt, Matt was so close, and then Mahomes decided that he wanted to screw over the entire league of having one week of enjoyment by letting the number twelve seed take down the number one seed because he wanted to throw all four of his touchdown passes to Travis Kelsey. Um, but I mean, that's what you get when you take the best tight end in the league. Um, yeah. Matt, I wouldn't say he never had a chance because he did. Uh, he just needed Mahomes and Kelsey to not have outstanding games, and unfortunately, they did. So, all right, that was our last safety. matchup. Yeah, need that safety for the Raiders to not talk trash to Travis Kelsey. Yes, yeah. in the first quarter. That's that's what I would probably do. Yeah, just just keep your mouth shut. Um, well, let's you know that's that's a good transition because you know Matt is is uh, you know he's he's not having good luck at fantasy and sometimes you feel like you're just not good at anything. So uh, we're gonna move into our our wonderful ad this this week's episode um, brought to you by one of our newer sponsors. Um, and guys, listen, we've we've all had that feeling that we're just not that good at anything right i mean you get home from a job you hate you get yelled at by your lovely wife because you left the toilet seat up and then you decide to check your fantasy score only to find out that you've been blown out by 30 again sometimes you just wish you could be good at one thing in life well lucky for you now you can introducing matt's golf lessons the all-in-one video guide to help you not suck at one thing in life Matt has taken time out of his miserable life to teach you the one thing that he's good at, golf. This 14,000-hour comprehensive guide will take you through all aspects of the sport, from how to grip the club, how to hit the perfect fade shot, and even how to react to a shot you know was better than everyone else's without coming off too much like a douche. This once-in-a-lifetime program has helped ordinary people all over the country, including our very own commissioner and co-host of this podcast. Taylor, tell us about your experience using Matt's golf lessons in just a couple of words. Yes, I was uh, traditionally shooting in the 120s, 
but after using Matt's golf lessons for the last two years, I'm holding a steady 118. Thanks, Matt's golf lessons. So there you have it. Don't go on living your miserable life without being good at anything. Get Matt's Golf Lessons, the all-in-one video guide to help you not suck at one thing in life. Again, I don't know how we keep getting these uh, these amazing sponsors, but we just got to keep them coming. Um, Matt, thanks for the golf lessons, and uh, hopefully one day you won't suck at everything in life. <laughs> hopefully you could play fantasy like you play golf. Oh, my God. I'd be terrified of him if you play fantasy like he plays golf. Um, all right. Well, let's move into our upcoming matchups. Um, I'm going to update everybody on the predictions. So, last week. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Y'all can't see my hands up in the air, but I'm cheering. Yeah. Taylor went 6-0 and last week on the projections. So, he is sitting at 10-2. and uh, for the for the year, I went five and one, so I'm sitting at nine and three, and Murph went four and two, so he is sitting at seven four and five. Both weeks so far. Four and two. No, you went three and three last week. Damn, that's brutal. Yeah, be better. Um, <laughs> so let's go, and since uh, only one of us. Happened to win last week. Um, I get to pick the first matchup. I thought it was based on how we did the previous week on our predictions. No, it's based on it's our based on our fantasy based output, on our, fantasy. our fantasy teams. Oh, this is a fantasy there, podcast, not a predicting. <laughs> yeah, six and zero. Let me let me roll with it. Oh, good job! You can find one go. of us sucks less. No. That's a skill. Put that on your resume. Um, and I got, you know, there's some, there's some. De- I could pick very bottom of the barrel. You know, an zero and five going up against a one and four. Um, but I'm gonna go ahead and take. I'm gonna take the the juggernauts, the four and one versus the four and one, the number one seed versus the number three seed. Henson's Carpet Stains taking on Futt Buckerson. This is uh, probably for first place. Um, we got Wilson versus Burrow. Dalvin Cook versus Mixon. A.J. Brown versus Stephon Diggs. And Gabe Davis. Um, this is the. These are. Two of the best teams we have in our league. And uh, as I'm looking at the teams right now, uh, Corbin has the advantage in quarterback. I believe he has the advantage in... Ooh, that's close. I think Dalvin Cook... I think Dalvin Cook gives him the edge at running back. And he definitely has the advantage in wide receiver if Davis can repeat what he did last week, but that's no guarantee. Um, Zach Ertz is the better tight end. So my pick... Oh, and he's got a lot. And Corbin is dealing with a lot of buys. Josh Jacobs on buy. Damian Pierce on buy. Robert Woods on buy. This is the week you want to catch Corbin. Yep. Well, but it, it might be the, the week you want to catch Henson, too, because Derrick Henry's on buy. 
so this could this is a, a battle of the buys in my opinion. Um, but with that being said, I still think after Corbin's amazing performance uh, last week that I'm going to pick Corbin in this one. So I, I actually went the opposite route. Um, I'm going Mr. Henson because Corbin did perform really well last week. So can he get 30 points from Gabe again, who hasn't been steady? Um, and Corbin having his two best running backs on by. And looks like he already did fill them with his bench options, which aren't great, but he's still projected more than Henson, so that's kind of scary. But sticking with what I said earlier, um, I think Henson's going to take it. And I made note, I'm curious if Henson's going to ride this out with Wilson with the injury news or take I think a we, stab for another quarterback. I think, I think we see a waiver claim coming through. I think it'd be more based on Wilson's performance than that uh, PR. I hurt. Yeah, that stunt. (laughs) Whatever. I hurt my booby. I don't know. That doesn't make him miss wide open receivers in the end zone. Yeah, throw fifteen yards beyond him. Yeah. Uh, No, I think. mm, Let's see. Yeah, I think you know Corbin still got his his horses going. Diggs and Davis, and that's what it's going to come down to. I think, uh, you know, Bur- I think Burrow's going to have a tough day. That New Orleans defense is still a little better than, I mean, it's the only thing keeping them even a respectable football team if they are. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't like A.J. Brown against Dallas or D.K. I mean, DK against Arizona, that's gonna that could get some points, but yeah, I just don't I don't like uh, who is big who is points makers who Henson's points makers are playing, so I'm gonna have to go with Corbin. Alright. Taylor, you get the next matchup. Who's it gonna be? Right, let's see. So we can't pick ourselves. We cannot. There's some ugly games this week. There are some ugly games this week. Oh, fuck. Um, I'm going to do Josh versus Britt. Yeah, that's a good one. (laughs) (laughs) You have to pick us, so you're already stuck with that one. Uh, Let me pull this up. (laughs) Yeah, he was playing the game. Um, I'm actually looking through this earlier. I'm going to have to adjust, but... um, I chose Josh for the upset. Um, looking position-wise, I had them all pretty steady, except for uh, I got a distinct advantage for Josh on running backs. Um, but Chubb and now Hall emerging as a uh, star, I think those two are going to be what carries them over the top. And, of course, Jalen Hurts gets like three rushing touchdowns. So I'm going Josh on this one. Murph. Yeah, it's it's pretty easy for me. Um, the only high ceiling player Britt has is Josh Allen, mm-hmm. uh, and Josh is you know his running backs are both high ceiling and low or high floor. Um, we haven't seen Pittman really do what we thought Pittman was going to do, but 
I like I you know I like his wide receivers. I mean, Debo for Britt could have a could have a game, but you know it's against San Francisco against Atlanta, and I think their defense is going to pretty much shut the Falcons down. So how much are they going to have to throw it? Yeah, I just I don't I don't see Britt putting up much of a fight here. I know it's I know he's up there in points, but or in the projection, but it's point eight points, and I think Josh's team is just picking up steam. Yeah, I think uh, I think we're all in agreement on this one. Um, Britt's put up some decent points, mostly led by Clyde Edwards-Alaire, if he gets in the end zone, but he's going up against Buffalo. And uh, Josh Allen, uh, his running backs don't compare to Josh's. And the wide receivers, in my opinion, are kind of a wash. Um, I think Debo is definitely the best wide receiver in the matchup. But, you know, altogether, I I think with Judy as the other wide receiver on Britt's team, it kind of evens out to Waddle and Pittman. And uh, even with Olave most likely being out with a concussion, um, he can slot Melvin Gordon in there at his flex and still be just fine. So um, I think this is an easy pick for Josh. We've got a, a jet landing, a jet landing in uh, Cypress, Texas. It's, uh, it's, it's Taylor's airport. Um, so we're all going Josh on that one. Murph, your matchup, sir. All right. Now, how? What do I want to do? Out of these two terrible games. <laughs> yeah, I just care. I care more about Dan. Feel terrible <laughs> about picking against him last week. Feel just terrible about it. Almost as bad as I feel about picking Drew. Let's see. Who do I think's gonna win out of Dan in this shitstorm of a? Co-owned team here. <clears throat> yeah, this this is a this is a good matchup, and it's a good. Uh, Hang on, are you officially picking that game, or what are we doing? He's officially yeah, that's the game I'm. That's the game I'm picking. Okay, so y'all okay. are y'all are uh, y'all do the uh, y'all pick y'all's picks first, correct? Yeah, yes. we can. And I mean, I'm ready to pick if y'all are. Um, I'll I'll make my bold prediction because I did these earlier, and uh, I'm gonna go out on a limb, and I'm picking little Dan, which feels really wrong. So Dan, don't fuck me on this. Um, but JT and Hill, they still need to be monitored, which is only Tuesday, but we have no updates on if they're gonna play. But little Dan, like I said, increasing his points every week. Stevenson now is alone back in New England. Mostert's taken over for the Dolphins, so I think Dan is on the rise, and I think he's going to take Cody on this one. Hope I just stole your thunder. No, because, yeah, you well, you probably stole his, but I think I'm going to have to go against you. Um, I think JT, uh, Jonathan Taylor could be back. But um, with that, because I was torn with that, because he could be back, but if he performs like he's been performing... There's yeah. no real threat there either. I, I know. Uh, but when you have Mahomes and Kelsey and Mike Evans on the same Touché. team. Touche. Touche. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's very high ceiling. Yeah, that's all he has, but 
that that could be enough. Now, my only area where I'm iffy is is Tyree Kill, because one, he could either be out with an injury, or two, he could be suspended for shoving a fan after the game. I don't know if y'all heard about that or not. I thought that was a uh, that was Adams. Oh, that was Adams. Yeah, I'm getting them confused. But, um, yeah. but Hill was Hill was in the walking boot, wasn't rookie he? Rookie mistake. That, yeah. Okay. Touche. Touche. Hill was. I thought in the, for sure you could not be mixing up those two players. I did. I absolutely did. Um, Hill was in the walking boot, though, right? Yes. Correct. I watched none of Miami. Um, yes, but there's no update on him, so that's what's frustrating. Yeah, and Penny just went down. You know what? Oh, yeah, he did. Man, it feels real weird. But, yeah, I think I'm going to take Dan in this one. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I think I just switched it. Looking at, at the injuries that Cody's going to have to to play around, he's got Jonathan Taylor, but then he's not going to play Taylor and Hines. Jonathan Williams is on a bye. And if Hill doesn't play, I mean, he's got Duvernay to slot in there, but it could be a real – great option either, though. This could be a real – you know, and and Mahomes and Kelsey are playing Buffalo. Who's damn good defense. They're a damn good defense. Um, So, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going to switch it, and I'm taking Dan. Murph? Guess what? Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's Dan for me, dog. I think Fournette out outperforms Mike Evans for the Bucks, and yeah, I don't think uh, I don't. I mean, not that Trevor Lawrence is going to put up superstar numbers, but I think Kelsey and Mahomes have a bad day playing against the Buck or the Buffalo Bills, and um, yeah, I uh, I like ah, fuck. Hmm. He's, he's taking it. He's taking Dan. Yeah, I want to take Dan, but I want I want to fucking win this pick thing too. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm that's, like, damn. That's right. Do I, do I not take a favorite? Even though it's, you know, point four points. Uh, yeah, I'm, I gotta I gotta take uh, I gotta take Dan. All right. I picked against him last week. I can't because I do think he's going to win this week. Um, my uh, my out on the limb got very crowded. Well, you pick because it's. I think when you look at the players, that's just the way it's going to go. It, it makes sense. Yeah, that's right. All but right. Holmes and Kelsey. I've got my next pick while Murph was pandering. Um, I'm going with. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with Murph. Versus Matt, I, I almost went to. I really did almost almost pick. I I, 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 could, I know I could I could see it, but I was I was like God damn it. But had I I think Dan's gonna win. Um, but this one I'm going. Uh, so Murph versus Matt. Um, obviously we've got some buys to deal with here. Um, Matt will need a quarterback and a kicker. Murph will need a tight end. Um, he could potentially get Michael Thomas back. Haven't really heard much news on that. Um, 
Maybe Keenan Allen on the other side too, maybe right? Maybe Bateman comes back. Man, I don't know about Keenan Allen. I, I honestly have no idea. Um, he yeah, could come back. Who but... gives a shit? Keenan <laughs> Allen. I, I could. T- I could. Never mind. I'm not going to get into it. Um. So Murph's going to be a little, a little weak at, at wide receiver again, unless Thomas can come back. And of course he'll need a tight end. Matt needing a, a quarterback and a kicker he's got jefferson he's got london um james connor jeff wilson man Najee has not looked good this year bro and how much effort are you putting are you gonna are you gonna pick matt i feel like you're diving too deep into this one no i'm not picking matt i'm picking murph to win this one <laughs> thank you <laughs> i just wanted to see how long i could stretch you before we're yeah i was like Fuck. Even yeah. when I, I didn't even put notes on this one. I just said I gotta go with Murph on depth. So, <laughs> Murph, you've got this one. Matt's got to restructure. He needs a quarterback. But what I find funny is uh, his best player is his kicker. So, does he keep his kicker and pick up someone, a streamer, or does he dump Carlson to the waivers? Because Carlson is the number one kicker by far. But Murph, obviously. Yep. I have to concur. I get off the schneid this week, get back in the win column. Needs it after two weeks. All right, that was an easy one. Yeah. <laughs> Taylor, you get your, your next pick, and it's All right, pretty actually, much the only pick you get left. I know. I'm glad you did that because I wanted this one. I'm going uh, Drew versus Charlie in this uh, gross matchup. But I feel like Drew is going to finally get that first W. Um, Charlie, his stars, he's got Adams. Who was the one that tackled the guy? Yeah, that, that guy. Yeah, no, not yeah, that Hill. guy. Not yeah. Hill. Yeah. I, I knew that. But, yeah. Easy. And regardless of the coming suspension, he's on a bye week. Um, and oh, is one of his best, yeah. And his uh, best running back, or one of them, Harris, is hurt. So, so it doesn't look good for Charlie looking at both teams. They both kind of suck. But just based on who Charlie is losing this week, I've got to go with Drewby. Yeah, that's uh, that's where I'm leaning to. Aaron Rodgers is not his old self. He's playing the Jets, though. But uh, Charlie's got injuries and buys. And Drew could actually looks pretty good this week. So I'm gonna I'm going Drew as well. Murph. I think both these teams underperform, and Drew wins. Man, that is the just yeah <laughs> nailed, nailed it yes <laughs> the, uh, the underperform bowl because the, they're projected what 101 to 78 and I, I don't think even it think, ends up I don't even think Charlie hits 64 that 64 to 89 <laughs> <laughs> hey Charlie if you listen to these which it'll be too late but spend some fab dollars and get some players because yeah you have you have 100% of your fab. You have not picked up a player off waivers. I am ashamed to call it. Get off the pickleball court and fucking make some waiver claims, goddammit. Um, Pickleball's an old man's game. Yeah, well, he yeah. loves it for some reason. It is fun. All right, let's move into our last matchup, Murph. All right. Got to save the best for last. Uh, I might not be the best, but it's one. It's one of the best this week. By far yeah, the best. We've got, we've got the commish, 
versus the host here. That was very nice on? of you. I didn't know where you were going to go with that one. Host yeah. took the most. Yeah, um, I don't know. I haven't, uh, let's see. So Do you Anthony want us to jump in? Projected to win by five. Uh, yeah, if y'all if y'all got some thoughts on it, I need to take a t take my time here. I'm really trying to get back in this thing. Anthony, you ready? I'm going to go. Go ahead. All right. I am picking myself. And I don't Make always do cases. this. I, I chose Corbin last week because I, I kind of had that gut feeling. But this week... I'm feeling better, and it started on Monday morning when I woke up, and I read the update on my boy Walker, because I had no idea about Penny's injury. What? So, Where were you? yeah, I did. I, through Sunday, I had no idea. I woke up Monday, I was like, what the fuck? I was giddy all day. I was like, that, that's been my issue. So, I think Walker coming out, which I'm real excited, so he may break a leg as well, but... I think that could be a huge, huge way with Eckler performing. I think this will be high scoring, but I got a feeling. I'm, I'm picking myself up. I like your running back. I like I like your quarterback more than mine, slightly, but more than mine, mostly because of matchups. Yeah, you have Cup. Cup is your difference maker through uh, this whole season for everyone. I'm, I'm just gonna ruin going it down. for I'm, you. No, I'm, I'm <laughs> down. Running backs, running backs are close. I will give you the nod simply because Walker should be better than Robinson, who has been bad the last two weeks, and I don't know what to expect from him. Uh, but I don't really have anyone else to turn to. So um, that that one, you know. McCaffrey could have his 30-point game against the Rams, who are really good at defense, or he could not. Um, we don't know. Wide receivers, I easily have you beat. Because um, Cooper Cup is Cooper yes. Cup. And he's playing Carolina. And the Rams are going to come out pissed. And I think they're going to just... What, they're going to just the play Carolina. like shit again, but they're going to get Cup all the points. Well, either way. Um, tight end is uh, no, you have tight end. That's not even close. Um, I eh, fuck it. Competition. I'm going with myself. Yeah, I, I think it'll be, it will be. It will be a really good I game. I, I have yeah. underperformed every single week, and my opponents have just played down to my level. That is where I've lucked out. So, Taylor, here's to hoping you perform to my level and I win again. I appreciate that. All right, Murph, break the tie. Yeah, guys. Um, this is it's 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 difficult. It's difficult. Um, but I do, unfortunately, Taylor. I gotta go with Anthony on this one. I think he puts oh. up a crazy. I think he puts up a crazy week here. Wow, I was not expecting that. I uh, I think. Don't get me wrong. I think you put. I think your team, your team could definitely overperform here. I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at Andrews. I'm, I'm calling it a big week here for the. For I think the Ravens Giants is going to be a high-scoring game. Unfortunately, um, I, Eckler, Eckler against Denver, uh, scares me. Hang on, hang on, hang on. What do you mean, unfortunately? You've got a quarterback and a running back there. He's cheering for the. He wants the. Oh Ravens no! To I'm just saying. Yeah, I don't because I don't want to watch the Ravens. Fuck it. Hey, 
against the Giants. I was Giants. happy the Ravens won. I, only later in the week did the crushing defeat of fantasy set in. Oh, gotcha. Um, I, uh, yeah, so I, I want the Ravens to beat the Giants for sure. And I think they, I think the Giants are going to make it more stressful on me than I than I care to admit. But um, <clears throat> yeah, and I think so. I I do think you, Murray might get Herbert, but I I think uh, Eckler's not going to you know have two touchdowns maybe this week and 100 yards rushing for one of the first times in his career, or one of the few times in his career. I mean, you're still hoping. Uh, and I think I, I don't know. I just both of these teams could blow up, but I just I think Anthony's floor is floor is so high. That's and like I said, I think both these teams kind of overperform their t- their totals. It's gonna be like a one fifty to one twenty four, one thirty seven game or some shit. But um, yeah, I got to go with Anthony. Okay. Fair. All right. That's all for the matchups for next week. Uh, let's move into our final segment of the waivers. Taylor, take it away. Let's do this. So let's start with the uh, the blockbuster trade of, I guess, technically two weeks ago, but didn't come through till this week when they could actually play. Final results of that deal that Murph was so fond of last week. Um, Let's see. We were thinking originally major advantage for Anthony, so let's see how that played out. Anthony's new toys, as mentioned earlier, McCaffrey and Williams did go off. So McCaffrey, Williams, and Sanders together put up a total of 45 points with McCaffrey with 20. Henson's new guys of Mixon, A.J. Brown, and ETN put up a total of 23. So... 22-point difference between the players in the trade. So based on week one, heavy advantage, Anthony, congrats. Murph and I were correct last week. But something interesting to keep an eye on, ETN, who we were kind of wondering why the hell he was looped into that, has been outperforming Robinson since week three. So maybe Henson was on to that and maybe a big advantage going forward. But so far, Anthony, congrats. Henson made you better. Thoughts on that before I go to waivers? Oh, I'm not saying a damn thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that wasn't for you. That was more for Murph. I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at the risk of carrying on now. <laughs> I feel like I'll have more to say later in the year. Yeah, we'll see if that trend continues. Um, waivers was a pretty boring week. Um, mostly bad decisions. Only a few good decisions. Uh Start with our usual. Anthony sucks at picking up kickers. Um, kicker he grabbed Gay, because he's gay. Got three points. So well done, Anthony. Um, other fails. Cody grabbed Hines to cover for Jonathan Taylor. He got hurt in the first quarter, but somehow he still came to win because of Kelsey. So that sucked for all of us. Um, Matt grabbed Jared Goff, who was the number six quarterback on the year, and he had to shit the bed with seven points. Matt dumped Kirk Cousins to get him, who scored 23. Oh, that would have won it for him. I feel kind of guilty because this was a talk we had at the bar, and I said, well, oh. Cousins. Yeah. What the fuck, man? Yeah, but. How many planes fly over your goddamn house? It's ridiculous, man, but golf Where's is still number seven. Airport. Intercontinental, and it's like That's, 50 miles away. What the crap? It, yes, it doesn't make sense. 
Um, Drew paid $11 for the Packers defense to get him three points against the Giants. That might be the worst. Put your mouth for a defense. Yeah, that's probably. their schedule coming up. But I think I put like a dollar on them. I think I put three dollars on them, and I was like, "Oh, okay, I didn't get them. Cool." Yeah, that one that one hurt, and they they weren't that good. They're not even like a top ten. I think they're number twenty as I look today. So, Drewby, don't do that again, because that definitely bitched ass two ways. It didn't score. Andy's paid too much. It's too late now. Yeah, Murph, you're on this list twice, but on our bad decisions, you picked up Zay, who got you under three points, but. To everyone's curiosity, you dumped Robinson, and we're all super confused. Do we want to dive into that, or do we want to leave it because it affects waivers? Well, by the time people uh, hear this, the no. Oh, touche! You're right. You're right. It's just us talking. So yes. What? What we? Why? I don't think Robinson's upside is. I don't think it's that. I don't think it's that high, man. I'm. Yeah, yeah, but uh, not for Zay, but like McKinnon or anybody else, you don't think it was worth hanging on to? Now that you've hung on to him for the five weeks for him to get healed, and now he's healed and you dumped him? Yeah. I'm, I just say, I'm I was just lie. surprised. Was a, I was just surprised. Yeah, it was a tough, it was, I mean, it was a tough decision, but I don't think, I, I don't think he's going to be Kenneth Walker. Like, I don't think he's going to be... I don't think I don't think he's gonna he's gonna be like the guy. I think McKissick's gonna get the third down work, and I think him and Gibson are gonna split the stuff. I think maybe next year he's gonna be interesting. I thought but, I read something on Sleeper. I could be wrong, but I thought the coach said something about Gibson going to returning duty or something. Oh yeah, they don't in like that direction. Gibson. But I, it's it's I think it has a lot to do with the commander's offense. I mean, true. Yeah, it's, it's the Washington offense. It's not great. My yeah, I like a, and they play. I feel like there's a lot of upside play, on them. And there's three. I I don't know. And they play three. All three of the defenses in that division are good. The Eagles' right. de- defense is good. The Giants' defense is good. And the Cowboys', Cowboys defense. Yep. Is good. It's like. And like I said, it's it. I needed. I thought, you know. I and and. I think I thought Zay Jones had like some holding power, but him and Marvin, like I thought he was the clear number two behind Kirk, and I thought he was going to get some work. And honestly, I'm not worried about like my running backs or like I'm I'm worried about my receivers. Like my receivers had, are had some depth to spare. You're not worried about Najee yeah. at all. Oh, I mean, Anthony raises a point. I don't. I think he's gonna be. I think he's. I think the picket thing is gonna get a little bit better. I think he's gonna be like he was last year. Yeah, I just. I just don't. I think that offense is awful. It's not even with, great even with right Pickett, now. Uh, you know, Pickett is better than Trubisky, or at least gives him more upside. Yeah. But it's not a great offense. I don't know. So. I think. Yeah, I. I just think. Najee's gonna be not. It's gonna be like fifteen to eight points every week, and I'm gonna have to win with that, and that's fine. Cause I think some some weeks, I don't know. We'll see. It it could it. Yeah, I'm not saying it can't it can't come to bite me. I'm not telling you it's like it it's like a zero risk deal right here. It's just it was a decision I had to, I had to make. No, no, no. I'm just. I think. I'm, 
I uh, judge you. I wanted to hear your side of it. And I could take. I thought there's. There was also I needed. Um, I needed a kicker, and I could move Michael Thomas into my reserve IR if I dropped Robinson, and then I could move somebody onto my bench or something. There's there's some other there's some reason like that as well. Some it made the maneuvering. move easier. Yeah, it was because I did have much I, judging. I, yeah, I and that's that's basically it. I just didn't think it was that. I didn't think it was that high risk of a thing. I'm curious, but wow, we I, I will say right there. <laughs> by the by, the time that uh, this all gets listened to, someone is going to spend a bunch of money on Robinson. I think so. that might be a waste. Yeah. Me too. I, I, I've I've got a bid in, but I don't have enough money, so I think I will be well covered on that. Um, but going on to the good of waivers, I think there's only two of them. Uh, Drewby Crab Joku. Over Conklin. Uh, Conklin laid a goose egg and scored zero points. Well, his pickup, Joku, correct me if I'm wrong, scored 12. So, yep. good job, Drew. Still didn't help you win because you only got 76 points. But, yes, uh, good job. Yeah. Uh, Murph originally had a bad pickup uh Butker, who didn't play. But he corrected that with a second kicker pickup of the week. Yes. Grabbing Dicker, who got him 12 points. So, when well was done, it Murph. I I don't even know. I just watching the game yesterday. They were showing like each kicker for the weeks. I swear it was like had a whole Saturday issue. night. I was like, was he in a bar fight or something? I I didn't know. I oh, well, what, regardless, I you, did, you did good. He didn't play Dicker. He played no, Bird. which uh, no, who'd you pick up? Yeah, Jets Bird. or not Chargers? Oh, no. Was it Jets? Chargers now. Yeah. Yeah. Every time His I get to watch the Jets. Chargers offense get real close to scoring, and Justin Herbert throwing a touchdown to Mike Williams, they didn't. Believe they just me, kicked a freaking great. field goal. But that's that's how bad waivers were this week. It was a tight end with twelve and a kicker with twelve. Well, yeah, hopefully so we'll have some better ones. Into how big of a game Mike Williams could have had. Oh yeah, that touchdown that he almost caught. Oh yeah. Well, hopefully uh, this week, this week in waivers will be better because bye weeks start, so we'll have some some more options and this the fab will be interesting moving forward. Now that uh, bye weeks are actually starting, so all right, gentlemen, I think we did it. Okay. Good job. Cut out that rant about Brian Robinson. I didn't realize we were on the uh, I didn't realize we were on the thing. I haven't stopped recording because I haven't said <laughs> goodbye yet. Yeah. That's yeah. Fine. We're still talking. Anyway. <laughs> this is the greatest podcast ever. Um, thank you both for joining me tonight. Thank you all for listening. Go Astros. And uh, good luck to everyone in fantasy. And we will see you all next week.